Welcome to the Scottish Mortgage Podcast, the show that keeps you informed in all things mortgages throughout Scotland. If you are planning to apply for a mortgage to buy your first home, today's episode is going to cover off some of the key considerations you should be thinking about when planning to do this. So there's a few things that you should be thinking about from the very start. And the very first thing would be understanding the different rate types available. So you need to understand what a fixed rate is and a variable rate and the differences between them. So essentially, if you're looking for a fixed rate mortgage, this is going to give you a stable payment, something that's going to be secure for a set period of time. So whether it's two, three, four, five years, however long that's going to be, you're going to know that your payments aren't going to change. Fixed rates are ideal if you're planning to budget, but what could happen is if you secure yourself into a fixed rate, you could be limiting your options if mortgage rates change. So let's say, for example, you fix yourself in for 10 years, and in two years' time, the interest rate is half what it was when you secured it. If you wanted to take advantage of that, you would usually have to pay fees to come out of your fixed rate mortgage. So fixed rate mortgages are great for stability, but they do tie in to that period where you're fixed in for. Variable rates can be very similar. So you've got various different types of variable rates, but these are more flexible. So if you do think that mortgage rates are going to be coming down the way, a variable rate could potentially give you access to that reduction depending on the type of variable rate that you're on. Variable rates also tend to be a little bit more flexible. Some lenders will offer no early repayment charges, so you can come out of these early, and some lenders will offer unrestricted overpayments on them as well. But the key differences are the variable rates can change, typically changing with market conditions, and the fixed rate mortgages are going to be secure, and they're not going to change for the duration of the mortgage. That's the two main different rate types that you will come across when looking at mortgages, and it's important to understand the differences between them in order to make an informed choice. Once you have decided on the kind of deals that you are willing to consider, if you haven't done so already, you should be looking at your circumstances and how your circumstances is going to impact your mortgage application. So the first one we'll talk about is your income. So depending on how much you're earning and the structure of your salary and how it's paid will determine what lenders are willing to work with you and how much they're willing to give. And I'll use a couple of examples. I'll use a a mortgage broker working for a high street bank on a stable salary. Say it's £30,000 a year. They're going to be able to use £30,000 with most lenders as their income. Whereas if you're a car salesman and your basic salary is, say, £12,000 per year, but you're making an extra £30,000 on top of that, in total, you're looking at about £42,000. Some lenders would not offer you as much as they would the mortgage broker because their position is a guaranteed income. Now, there are some lenders out there who will, but you would need to take that into consideration, especially if you're doing your own research into things. Mortgage brokers like myself will always be able to check against the the options available and secure the right deal for your circumstances. But if you're doing it yourself, it's important to make sure that you understand that different lenders will look at things differently. Same goes for things like overtime and bonuses. 
if you are relying on your overtime and bonus to get a mortgage, or some lenders will put different bearings on how they will accept it. So take that into consideration. Um, outgoings is the next thing. So income and outgoings play a huge f- a factor for affordability. And your outgoings, what this will determine is how much you're actually spending on a monthly basis and what your financial commitments are. So outgoings comes in two different forums. There's how much you owe, which is the total amount of borrowing that you've got. And then there's the amount that you're paying back each month. Both of these things are factored in with some lenders. So I'll explain the difference between them. Let's say, for example, you own a a Corsa and the monthly payment is £200 per month. And you took out a loan to buy it. And at the end of the deal, you own the car, took out £15,000, £10,000, something like that. And that that £200 per month is factored for your monthly commitments and monthly affordability. And the total borrowing amount is factored into the lender's debt-to-income ratio. Let's say, for example, you're earning £30,000 per year and the loan's £15,000 and that's all you've got. You would be below... 50%, which is sometimes in some lender scenarios an ideal threshold. Let's say, for example, you own a BMW and that's £200 per month and it's on PCP, but the actual loan value is £20,000. Even though the monthly commitment's the exact same, the lender could decline you because you're breaching their debt-to-income ratio. I'm using courses and BMWs as as an example. It can flip. You could, be, you could have the Corsa on your PCP and you could own the BMW outright. It doesn't really matter. But the key thing is to understand how debt-to-income works. And how that works is if you own something like a car, but you've got a loan on it, and that loan breaches a certain parameter for what the lenders are looking for, the lender will decline your application regardless of how your cash flow is looking each month. So it's important to take that into consideration as well if you're doing your own research. Mortgage brokers, as I say, will look at this and be able to know and take this into consideration. But if you're doing it yourself, it's important to check this out. Um, Credit plays a huge factor as well. So credit, your credit score and your credit activity. Generally speaking, credit activity is more important. You can buy a house with a low credit score as long as you're paying your bills in time. If you've got a low credit score and it's because you don't have any credit, that's perfectly fine. Where issues will start coming up is if you start missing payments, you've got default CCGs, you've been bankrupt in the past. All of these kind of things will play a factor in the lenders deciding to lend. Any history of late payments, defaults, bankruptcy shows a lender that there's a potential risk there. From And the lenders will look back, the credit agencies will look back six years, and if that's shown there within the six years, the lenders could deem that as a potential risk. And you might be working hard to fix it, and if you're doing that, that's great, but it's going to take six years for it to drop off your file. So make sure that you understand that. And again, as a mortgage broker, we would review all of these kind of things for you. Um, Employment history. So you can get a a mortgage with a copy of your contract before you've even started the new job with some lenders. But employment history with most lenders is quite important. So if you've got a track record working in an industry, um, let's say, for example, you are a plumber and you've been doing that for 10 years and then you go into car sales. 
if you don't have a track record in car sales, it would be difficult for the lender to work out exactly how your income is going to look over the next two, three, five, ten years. And vice versa, if you've been get a history in car sales and you've just qualified as a plumber, they've got difficult difficulty showing how that income is going to be is sustainable because you haven't been doing it. So income history would play a part as well. But again, some lenders, as I say, will offer a mortgage before you've even started based their contract. So there are options out there. And the final thing that we'll talk to you about is your deposit. Deposit's going to play a huge role. The amount of deposit that you've got is going to determine what rates that you're paying, what lenders are available to you, and ultimately could determine whether you can get a mortgage or not. So, for example, if you've got a 5% deposit and you're planning to buy a new build, there's a handful of options out there. Whereas in the second-hand market or the open market, you've got a lot more. If you're trying to buy a flat with a 5% deposit, the options are reduced again. And then if you've got poor credit, the options are, are smaller again. So deposit could play a huge part in your options. You need to understand your circumstances when you approach the bank. But if you're doing all your own research, you need to take all of this into consideration when you go out to look at things. So it's not just as simple as going out and finding the best deal that's available in the market. You need to take all of your circumstances, all of the lender's criteria, and then look at it to see if there is options out there for you. And the final thing that we'll touch on, I know I've touched on it in previous videos, so I'll just touch on it briefly. If you want to know more, check out some of the other videos that I've done on the mortgage process. But there's five key things that you need to be doing when applying for a mortgage. Number one, understand your budget. This is your monthly budget. Number two, understand the maximum borrowing amount that's available from taking into consideration your income, your outgoings and lenders criteria. Get yourself your mortgage in principle. Find your ideal property and then you're in a position to apply for your mortgage. Do those five things, and you'll be in a really good, strong position. But as I say, check out some of my other videos on the topic of the mortgage process to get a better understanding of those five things. But that's it from me. I hope you did find this video useful. And if you did, don't forget to give it a like and a share. Thanks for listening to the Scottish Mortgage Podcast. Don't forget to like, share and subscribe if you find this useful. And if you want your questions answered, pop over to our Facebook page at Scottish Mortgage Podcast and ping us a message.